Don't you just love to hear people's stories? Yeah, Hannah, that was awesome. Ollie, it was a great job, great job. We're going to do a mini-series starting the day uh, called Give Thanks. Really original, right? Thanksgiving time. Thanksgiving time, right? You know, I started to get excited. I was driving down the road the other day, and I thought, next week is Thanksgiving. And I thought, no, it's not. And we got a little bit longer to go than next week. See, we have this thing in our family called Grandma Lily's Stuffing. And I'm just telling you, I'm not even allowed to give you the recipe. I'm not even allowed. But we can work on it. I, I don't know, but you have to work on my wife on that. But that's, I mean, I just, you know, I start thinking, Grandma Lily's stuffing, we're only days away. We're only days, right? 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 Anyway, give thanks. We're going to look at something over the next couple of weeks. I hope really, really does something in you and in me and in us and through us. Uh, this message is called, I Have to Tell You Something. I have to tell you something. I've been praying for something good to happen in each of us today and that it will build in us like a snowball that just starts rolling and getting bigger and bigger, and then next week we'll add to that, and, and then we're, we'll, uh, we'll go into Thanksgiving, we'll go into the holidays with something fresh and new and living in us. Uh, I'm believing a big change is about to take place uh, from these next two messages, that God will birth a passion for a certain purpose in his overall purpose, and it's this. Um, it's a passion that, to, that we go about raising people up through the release of God's good words. We were listening to some good story, some good words from Hannah and Ollie, and uh, I, I, want, I want God to do something in us over the next uh, few minutes and throughout the week and next week where we will have a new passion individually about raising people up through the release of God's good word. So would you pray with me right now? Father, we thank you for this wonderful church. It's your church. We're just a part of the church. This is your church. We love you, and we thank you that you love us more. And we thank you that regardless of where we've been, what we've experienced, there's always something better, always something new that you want to do in every one of our lives. Not just from the presence of God coming down, but from the presence of God coming out from each of us toward one another. We ask you to crown this time together in Jesus' name. Amen. I have to tell you something. Have you ever said that before? I'm sure, she, sure you have. Um, someone came up to you, and you know they're all bubbly, and they're excited, and they say, hey, hey, I, I've got to tell you something. You're like, huh? It's really exciting. And then they, and they tell you, and then they say, but listen, uh, you can't tell anybody. Don't you hate that? Don't you hate that? My kids did that to me the last couple years. Dad, we're going to have a baby, but you, and my phone's already out. My phone, I was going to use that as an illustration today, but I dropped my phone this morning down between my shower stall and a, and a shelf, and I have ADD, so I, during this message, I'm, I'm plotting, how am I going to get that thing out of there? What are you going to do without your phone? You know, but my kids say, don't tell anybody. I'm like, what? what do you mean don't tell anybody? Can't tell anybody how long until we tell you. When's that going to be? Well, it might be a while. You, you know that feeling? It's really exciting, and you're like, I got to tell somebody? You have to hold it in? I'm going to talk to you about something you don't have to hold in. But how about this? Someone comes to you, and they say, and it, hey, i got to tell you something gossipy, something juicy. And you put on your Christian face like, but inside you're going. <laughs> you know, and they tell you, and you're like, oh, 
and you go, I know, right? Or they text it to you, and, and you go, oh, emoji, oh. And then they go, I, K, R, question mark? I know, right? <laughs> and then they say, but don't tell anybody. Listen, that doesn't work. Let me let, me, let, let, me, let, me let you know on this. If you tell somebody, you might as well tell the whole wide world. That's the way it goes. Listen, what if, what if, what if God did something in us where a new kind of I have to tell somebody just couldn't be kept to ourselves? Have you ever, how many times, we all have, but how many times have we gotten ourselves into some kind of trouble simply because we had to tell somebody something? Well, I just had to tell you that. One time in your life, maybe two. Someone told me one time, my mouth only gets me in trouble on days that end in why. Why? Because our words come from what is being stored up in our soul at that time. What if we flipped it? What if we flipped it? Look at your neighbor and say, what if we flipped it? Someone say it. What if, back row over here, third section. What if we flipped it? I mean, like, what if we purposed to fill our minds and fill our hearts with good words, good thoughts from God to us? We didn't push back. When God tells us he loves us, we say, I received that instead of, oh, how could you? What if we received it? And then what if we, out of the abundance of that treasure, began to share those good things with others? I mean, like, get passionate about that. I mean, like, go out of here on a mission to release people, raise people up through releasing good words from God through us. What if we did that? Donna Kristolovich that was here last time, many, many, many years ago was here. Her name was Donna Hardy, and she said, listen, I didn't bring my prayer cards. All you have to do is every time you drive by Hardy's, think of me. I said, what are you going to do now? Your name's Kristolovich, right? But I was thinking about this and the thought of uh, conditioning ourselves to be be ready to say good things to others. What do we do when somebody, other than try to run for our lives, but when somebody sneezes, what do we say? God bless you. You know, and, 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 they, and, and we'll even do that with strangers, right, sometimes. You're, God, and they say, oh, thanks, or they, they look at you weird like, what, you're in my space. I don't know, you know, but we, we say that. What if every time someone sneezes, we start to get conditioned? Instead of saying, God bless you, because God bless you, that's great, but it really doesn't mean much. But what if instead of that, like if it was a friend, if it was a friend, like Ollie's my friend, and Ollie sneezes, instead of saying, God bless you, I say, you know you look like Denzel Washington? <laughs> now, wouldn't that do more for you? Huh? I, Sean Twig and I go out to lunch or a lot of times, and coffee a lot of times, and he keeps trying, and, and he's, he's always exaggerating. He keeps telling me I look like Brad Pitt. I'm just like, Sean, I do, come on, man. Come on. I mean, I have, before the glasses, maybe, but since the glasses, you know. No, but what if when somebody sneezed, it just triggered? Not that we go, hey, that's right. I'm on a mission 
to be looking for opportunities to raise people up by releasing good words from God to other people. Hmm. The Apostle Paul did that in all of his letters. I can't imagine what it was like to hear him preach. There's a passage I want you to look at. Would you stand, read God's Word? I want you to look at this passage from Ephesians chapter 1. And as you see this passage in Ephesians chapter 1, you're going to see these words in the yellow. Don't read those. I want you to read out loud. Skip the yellow words. I want you to read this out loud, and we're going to talk about raising people up by releasing God's words. And we'll see that Paul did that. Paul was so filled up, he did this. Ready, go. Praise be to God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. Isn't that an awesome passage? Awesome. All right, you may be seated. Paul is filled up and he can't keep it to himself. Praise be to. The word is eulogetos. 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 Praise be to. He is saying out loud, blessed be. Right? Praise be to God. And then he says that, God has eulegoed us. Eulegoed us. We have, we're blessing him because he has blessed us with every spiritual eulogia in Christ. Blessing, blessing, blessing. Blessing, blessing, blessing. Paul is filled up with it, and he has to express praise to God, and he has to express praise to his faith family. In other words, I have to tell you something wonderful. Out of my heart, which is a treasure chest of grace, I am bubbling over in my heart, and I have to tell you something. Why? Because God has eulogeoed me and us. He has spoken His living word over our lives, and we've come to life because God has spoken His word, literally in a human body. The Word spoke living words to bring us to life. You, logos. EU is a prefix meaning good. Logos means the Word. We've talked about that in the eight messages, the I am messages. And these are forms of the word logos, meaning giving good words of expression that come from a place within. When I think of Paul doing that, here's what I come to realize. What comes in must go out. It's a law. It's a fixed law in the universe, just like the law of gravity. I was thinking about this the other day after I got off the plane coming back from California. Um, I don't wake up every morning going, you know what, I have to keep the law of gravity today. Hmm, I better write that down. I've got to keep the... No, the law of gravity keeps me. Aren't you glad? Aren't you glad? The fixed law, the the law of gravity keeps us. Well, you know what? When we are filled with the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, a law goes into effect in us. And we don't have to try to love. We don't have to try to believe. We don't have to try to be nice. Because when we are filled up with the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, the law of the spirit of life, we begin to naturally do what we couldn't do naturally unless His nature is filling us. A higher law kicks in. 
When we are filled with the Spirit and we're filled with the words of Jesus, the motor of love ignites. And what comes in must go out. You know, I found out this. If loving the Lord and loving other people's is a have to, rather than a want to, we need to get under a power that's better than a have to. And the good news is, is God has given us a want-to spirit, not a have-to spirit. Whatever is in will come out. So here's the thing. If I let God's love in, and again, we might think, oh, that's pretty simple and pretty elementary. We're talking about, hey, how many of us are good at doing that? How many of us are good at, unfortunately, pushing back? When something speaks to us that God loves us or God's forgiven us, something else comes along and pushes it back. Pushes it back. If we get good at letting God's love in, the law of love will come out because what goes in must come out. See, God's grace to us births His grace through us. So... When we accept the truth, because it is true that God loves us, it is true that He's forgiven us in Christ Jesus abundantly. It is true that He has, has already blessed us with every spiritual blessing. That's all true. So if we freely can receive that, we will freely give. Because what we allow in will naturally come out. What would happen if we'd allow ourselves to be loved by Jesus? What would happen? What would happen if we wake up every day and really embrace what Paul said, I have to tell you, I can't keep this to myself. What does the Holy Spirit, do you have the Holy Spirit in your life? You do. If you're a real believer, the Holy Spirit is already in you. He's already in you. What would happen if we really believed that every day the Holy Spirit wants to bring us to life and use us in great ways? Every one of us. Do you know you have the big Jesus? It's not just people on the platform. It's not evangelists and missionaries. Everybody has the big Jesus. What would happen if we allowed the big Jesus to convince us that he wants to use us greatly. When we decide to believe that, and we allow all the good words of God to be a treasure in us, what comes in must go out. It's not a have to, it's a want to. Let's look at what God does when we allow God's word to enrich our lives, and then we release out of our mouth I don't mean saying mantras and name it, claim it, Christianity. I don't mean that. I mean naturally saying good things to others. What happens? If you say so, EU, good. If you say so, if you say so, meaning, meaning we praise other people. I don't mean we praise them like they're gods. But we speak good things over them. We call up things in them that are good things. What happens when we do that? Here's what happens. Someone starts working. 
someone starts working. Who that someone is is God. God starts working when we start speaking good words to people. It reminds me of that time in the Bible, in the Old Testament, when God shows Ezekiel this great big valley filled with bones. And then God says, Son of man, can these bones live again? And Ezekiel says, only you know, Lord. And so, you know what the Lord tells him to do? He says, speak to those bones to live again. And I love this, I love this chapter and I love this verse. Verse 10, he says, so I prophesied. Now, that's not just saying something. Prophesying means that the Spirit of God in you is, is abundantly working in you, and out of the abundance of the Spirit's words, you speak. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and I love this, and breath entered them. And they came to life and stood up on their feet. Hey, do you have any friends, people in your life circle, that they're almost living a life without any breath in them? That they're standing, but they're not standing? He says, so I prophesied and breath entered them. What happens when we eulogatos people? Somebody starts working. You go home and read the rest of that chapter. I love it. It also reminds me of that part in the Christmas story when Mary goes to visit Elizabeth, who is already six months pregnant, and someone lets Elizabeth know that Mary has arrived, and then Elizabeth comes to her and she says, from the very instant the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. You know what that means? That means that when we go around with our hearts filled with the treasure of God's good words, with the Holy Spirit living, and we're passionately about it, we're, we're on a mission we're actually looking for opportunities. You know what? When we speak, somebody starts working. People that have no breath. People that can't stand. People who have something in them that they didn't even realize was something of God that's, that he wants to birth. Someone starts working. If you say so, what happens when we speak eulogatos to brothers? To sisters, some people get stronger. Some people get stronger. We carry new strength when we receive God's good words in our heart. Ollie talked about uh, being here at LOH and, and, and the Holy Spirit, um, you know, c convicting him and, and, and dealing with his life and calling him up higher and challenging him. That's awesome. That's a, that's a great thing. But, but, and, and, I, and, and never stop doing that, Lord, right? Is, are you in that camp? Never stop doing that, Lord. But how about God's Holy Spirit convicting us also that we're forgiven? that we're anointed, that we are blessed with all spirit. What about having the same conviction about the truths of what he's already done for us in grace, that his hand is on your life? What about that? You know what happens? We carry strength with us when we receive God's words, and then we can strengthen others with the strength we've received from God. I think I read that somewhere. Is that in the Bible? I think it's in the Bible. Is Corinthians in the Bible? Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's where I read it. We strengthen others with the strength 
that he's given us, right? When Paul wrote to the Roman Christians, he had never seen them before, and he wrote them. He says, he says I cannot wait. Sounds like somebody that's filled up, right? I cannot wait to come see you because I want to impart to you some spiritual gift so you can be stronger. And then you and I will be mutually encouraged by each other's faith. Let me tell you something. When Paul got to Rome, he didn't stand up and say, everybody stand and I will stretch out my hand to you and I will, re I will release to you a vibe of encouragement. That's not what he did. He spoke the words that God put in his heart, and the people were encouraged and strengthened. We look too much for this instead of this. Speaking to one another in psalms and hymns. You know what happens when we eulogatos, our brothers and our sisters? Someone gets stronger. People get stronger. I love these passages in Ephesians 4. Here's one from the NIV, chapter 4, 29. Do, I'm going to preach on this next week called, I command you. This is a command, okay? Now, here's the thing again. He says, do not let. If God says, do not let, does that mean there's some things we better not let? Huh? Let me ask you on this side of the room. If God says don't do something, does that mean don't do it? Or do we go, no, I'm under grace, so I can do what God tells me not to do? No. Grace tells me don't do this, and I'll tell you why. It's like, don't put your head in the stove. I'm telling you that because I love you. That's grace. Okay. God says through Paul, Holy Spirit, do not let. That means, guess who has the choice? When I say, I just couldn't help myself. Well, yes, we can. What goes in must come out. The reason why I can't help myself when bad stuff comes out is because it's telling everybody except me last what's on the inside. Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So Paul says, do not let any unwholesome talk come where? Out of your mouth. It has to get in your head before it comes out your mouth. Whose responsibility is it? Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is, say it out loud, helpful for what? Building others up according to their needs, that it may what? Benefit those who listen. Listen. Now, I want to tell you, if someone walks up to you and says something nice about you, doesn't it do something to you almost immediately? Right. I'm in a line the other day, uh, a drive through line, and uh, the girl who was working the, the window um, as soon as I saw her, she's a young college girl. She looked like Alicia Keys. Anybody know who Alicia Keys is? I, that's, I think that's a good thing if you look like Alicia Keys, I'd say. Uh, Alicia Keys. And I'm sitting there, I'm thinking, that girl looks like Alicia Keys. And I had this message in my mind, and I, and I felt like the Holy Spirit said, tell her that. 
And then I thought, well, I don't want her to think I'm some weird old guy, you know, like, <laughs> you know, I thought, you know, she might call the police or something. But no, I really felt strongly that when I got up there to get my prescriptions, I was supposed to, and so, and she had her hair up in one of those things like Alicia does, you know, she, I mean, she was just, she looks, and I, and I got up there and I did my, you know, got my thing and I said, can I tell you something? I, I said, please, I don't, I'm not, I'm not a weirdo. I did. I said, I'm not a weirdo. I, I, I said, I'm a pastor. <laughs> not that in this world that really gets you off the hook, but, uh. But I did. I was trying to, I just really, and I said, has anybody ever told you you look like Alicia Keys? And I'm not kidding you. Her face lit up like a Christmas tree. Her face lit up like a Christmas tree. And she couldn't help herself. She said, no, you're the first person. I said, well, I'll tell you what. I could go home and tell my kids that Alicia Keys just waited on me at the pharmacy today. And she got this big smile on her face. And she said, and it was from the depth of her heart. Thank you, sir. Have a nice day. When we release good words on people, somebody starts working. And somebody gets stronger. You know what? Our spirits, our minds can either be treasure chests or garbage collectors. Both are flying through the spiritual air, in the airwaves, in the atmosphere. How many of you in this room, and I'm one of them, to this day carry in your soul negative words that were spoken on you? Some of those words were spoken a way long time ago, and if you're honest, they're still there. You might be overcoming them, but you still have to overcome them. And if you had the choice, you wish they never would have been said to you. I wish I could say I didn't do that to other people in my life. There have been people who have done that to me, and I'm sure done that to you, and I'd like to be able to say, hmm, but I've done that too. If you, done, if you haven't, you can finish the message. Right? Those words can become so defeating, they can be discouraging, debilitating. But you know what else? And I know you too. I carry, I carry in my spirit kind words that people have shared with me. Do you? I mean, just kind words. You know there's a difference between those two things? You know what the difference is? Death and life. You know what the difference is? Fear and faith. Discouragement or encouragement. You know what those... Differences are hurt or healing. You know why the Bible says death and life are in the power of the tongue. The next time you brush your teeth for two minutes, Simon Sinek said two minutes. I heard him say it in a leadership guy. Two minutes. There's another side. Hopefully you have one of those toothbrushes that has the tongue scrubber. Wouldn't it be, wouldn't it be good for a while just as a devotional meditative thing that we flip that brush and remind ourselves, just like the sneeze. What are we going to do when people sneeze? We're going to think, hey, I need to be saying God bless you's to people, but not God bless you's. Like Denzel. Oh, no, it's Ollie. Same thing. Same care, same ability, same good looks. Right? 
we nurse and we rehearse and we revisit the poisonous things that somebody said. And you know what? God never intended any person to carry a load of toxicity on their souls. But the mind is a battlefield, isn't it? And the arrow hits the mind, and then we meditate on it, and it goes down in the heart. And then, as Jesus said, out of the heart, a man speaks. Out of the abundance of what's in his heart, her heart. But God intended our heart to be a well that constantly springs up with gracious things and changes the atmosphere that's polluted with garbage where vultures fly and people get hurt. God has a remedy. Raising people up by releasing God's good words. When we do, someone starts working. People get stronger. David said, the Lord sent his word and healed me and delivered me from all my fears. Jesus said, my words are spirit and they're life-giving. What comes in will come out. As a person thinks in his heart, so is the person. Words can change us. Here's how the passion says it. Never let ugly or hateful words come from your mouth, but instead let your words become beautiful gifts. Do you think that girl that I talked to remembers someone telling her she looked like Alicia Keys? I bet she does. My mother told me a story one time. She was at the altar at Central praying on a Sunday night. And someone came up to her, prayed for her, then said to her, Ina, I have to tell you something. And what I'm about to tell you that this person did, don't do this. Because my mother still remembers it. And this was 20-some years ago. Ina, I just have to tell you, I used to think that you were a Pharisee but I don't think that anymore. Just wanted to tell you that. Um, that's not the way. Because that woman was unloading the conviction that God put on her off the wrong way. You don't necessarily have to go up to somebody and say, you know what, for the last five years, I wanted to punch you in the face. But I don't want to do that anymore. Because what's going to happen is that person's going to drive home from church going, why do they want to punch me in the face? <laughs> right? Stuff gets to you. Right? Stuff gets to you. There are better ways to say things and fix things and lift people up. You know? Right? There's a, there's a book that somebody should write that's called what, people, what you think people should know, but they don't. <laughs> Beautiful, encouraging. Do this by speaking words of grace to help them. One critical statement can stab you in the soul and wound your life. And one word given by a heart filled with faith 
hope, and love can bring somebody back from the dead. Do you believe that? A preacher who made a big impact in my life as a young believer was James Robison. Um, he came to Southeastern one day and preached in our chapel service back in the early 80s. And uh, I had followed James Robison, um, one of these things called cassette tapes, listened to his sermons. And uh, he was a powerful preacher, is still alive, a powerful preacher. Um, I, after he preached at chapel, I followed him, personally followed him across the quad, and I walked with him about the length of two football fields and asked him a million questions. And he was so kind and gracious to me, he tried to answer as many of them as he could. Um, he has a program on TBN called Life Today. You've probably watched it, but I actually got to talk to him. Um, he was so popular in the 70s and the 80s that he actually preached to more people in person than Billy Graham did over those two decades. Um, he was greatly anointed as a preacher, an awesome soul winner. But why he was at our, our, church, our, our, our school was something had recently happened in his spiritual walk. He confessed to battling a demonic attack in his life that overwhelmed him in certain areas, and one of those areas was over in anger. And as much as God used him, he boiled with anger that would get out of control in his family, in his marriage, around some of his colleagues, and people knew it. And he battled, it, but he never had the victory over it. And God helped him and set him free. And he was telling that story about how even believers can be assaulted and bound by demonic power if we let things fester here and get to here. And uh, he talked about that and moved me so deeply. But uh, he told this story uh, about how, how be, as, as he was working out, of, uh, working out of being in that uh, uh, boiling anger kind of attitude and working toward the love of God in his life, God working, he told the story of being in this long line at a Burger King with his kids. And he just happened to be, and you've probably been in this line before, where your line isn't moving and everybody else is in, in the cash register person just isn't having a good day. Well, it was that kind of day and that kind of line for this girl, and James and his kids were in the line, and it just went on and on and on, and you could see she was messing up, getting things wrong, and this and that and the other, and he said he started to feel that thing, and he started getting very impatient, and then he went from that to boiling anger on the inside, and then he said things started to go into his mind of what to say to that girl when he finally got there. I've never been anywhere near anything like that. Have you? Have you ever had that? I've never had anything like that happen to me. And he was fuming on the inside. And his kids could tell. His kids could tell. And he said, finally, I heard the voice of Jesus and said, James, do you see that girl? Every morning when she wakes up and looks in the mirror, she says to herself, you're ugly. You are so stupid. That's why she's struggling right now. You're good at setting people straight, but I want you to set people free. If you say to that girl what you're thinking right now, you will destroy her because you have a gift that is powerful.
And then he said this, James, will you go up to that register and love that girl for me? And he said, it broke my heart. I'll never forget him telling me that, this story. He said, I went up there and I told that girl some things that Jesus wanted her to know. And then he said this, and my children beheld the glory of God. Do you know the glory of the Lord wants to show up at Burger King probably more than at church? Just a thought. The church is like a barn. Wouldn't the farmer be dumb if he went and stood in the barn and asked the Lord to send the rain? You don't ask for rain in the barn. You want rain in the field. The world is the field. People at Burger King. Never let ugly or hateful words come from... See, when we speak eulogetos, someone starts working. Someone gets stronger. The glory of God might show up. People need this. Friday night, I was scrolling through my notes of this message, and I was, at the, someone beeped me on Facebook, and I read what they said, and then I looked down the, my timeline, and it said, Tri-State News Alert. A man jumped to his death from the Clarysville Bridge tonight around 8.15. He had been sitting on the hood of his disabled vehicle before jumping. His body was found on Vail Summit Road, Interstate 68 was shut down for a time. And then it says, no further details have been released at this time. Let me add a few. Someone was talking in that guy's head before he jumped. Somebody was working on him. People need good words from people who have the grace and the love and the mercy of God overflowing from within them. What happens when we speak eulogetos to the needy? Someone might realize the sun longs to shine on them. Last Sunday, I had lunch with Donna and Steve, Michaela and Brandon and I. Donna and I have a similar come-to-Jesus sort of path. We were both searching spiritualism, and I was looking into Hinduism because that's what Beatles do. Um, and I was empty, filled with fear and anxiety and shame and guilt. I felt like I could never measure up. And I came to Jesus, and from the time I knelt at that altar for the first season of months in my life reading the Scriptures, I just felt like God lifted all of that heavy toxicity off my life and just filled me with this unconditional love. And then I thought, God, I want to do that for people. I want to walk out and about through the life that I live, and when I'm at CVS Pharmacy, if I'm in a line 
checking out at the grocery store, if a guy's pumping my gas, if somebody's cleaning my teeth, I want to be able to say good words to them. Now, when they're cleaning your teeth, you can't. They always ask you to talk, and you're like, who's this boy? But other than that, where your heart fills up and gives out. I love this verse. Ready? Come on, guys. The rising sun will come to us from heaven. Think about this kid, or yeah, he was a kid, sitting on the hood of his car. On the hood of his car. Someone sees it, pulls off. And it's somebody that has to tell somebody. Hey, man. You're as old as my son. You need any help? Looks like you do. Everybody does, right? Whether you're sitting on a hood or not, everybody does. You know what everybody needs? They need the rising sun to come to them from heaven and shine on them because they're living in the darkness, living in the shadows, and they need somebody to guide their feet into the pathway of peace. We are so good. I am the, I'm so good. I pray these prayers all the time. Lord, I pray for, please open their eyes to you. I'm never going to stop praying those prayers, but I want to add, Lord, as I go out today, I know you want your people to be releasing good words. They don't have to be scripture. Most of the time they shouldn't be scripture. But they should, whatever you say, if your heart's filled with the Spirit, God of the Scriptures can begin to do something that might lead somebody to the Scriptures. God, speak your words through us and use us so that as we go, we come like heaven and we shine on people in the darkness in the shadow of death and lead them, lead their feet the pathway of peace. I pray the Holy Spirit begins to start something in each of us today. Stirs something up and we do not push God's love away. Come, Lord, with your great love for your church, washed in the blood of Jesus. In each one of our lives where the temple of God has been made, the Holy Spirit longs to fill us up. And Lord, as you fill us up, may the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart not only be pleasing in your sight, but be released from our lives 
to turn people from darkness to the pathway of peace. I hope you go out of here today with a, I have to tell you something. In Jesus' name.